Hello and welcome to another episode of the For God's Love podcast. Today we'll be continuing with the stories of the gospel. In particular, we'll be looking at the healing of a man, a paralytic, at the pool of Bethesda. This story is recorded in John chapter 5 and comes after the healing of the royal official's son that Jesus did, as we saw in the last episode. So we read John chapter 5, beginning from verse 1 and finishing at verse 15. After this, there was a Jewish feast, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is, in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool called Bethzatha in Aramaic, which has five covered walkways. A great number of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed people were lying in these walkways. Now a man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and when he realized that the man had been disabled a long time already, he said to him, Do you want to become well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm trying to get into the water, someone else goes down there before me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man was healed, and he picked up his mat and started walking. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and you are not permitted to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your mat and walk? But the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped out, since there was a crowd in that place. After this, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, Look, you have become well. Don't sin anymore, lest anything worse happen to you. The man went away and informed the Jewish leaders that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Here we see a man that had been sick for 38 years, lying at the pool of Bethsaida, waiting for a miracle to happen, and for him to grab on to this miracle and find healing. But Jesus comes along, and Jesus heals him. And when he is healed, 
he goes his way and he runs into the Jewish leaders who rebuke him and reprimand him for covering a mat on the Sabbath day. When they ask him, who healed you? Who told you to pick up your mat and walk? He has no answer because there was a crowd and Jesus had slipped through them. Later on, he runs into Jesus and Jesus tells him, Look, you are fine. You are now well. You have been healed. Don't sin anymore. Because if you do, something worse may happen to you. Let's look at some of the lessons that we learn from this story. The first lesson. We should be patient. Because just like the diseased people at Bethsaida, we never know when God might intercede. See, they lie in wait, waiting for the waters to be stirred up, for the waters to be churned, and they would then try and jump into the water, and whoever went in fast would find healing. But mind you, if they were not patient, if they were not persistent in waiting for the hand of God to bless them, to relieve them, they would not have found healing. Certainly this man might not have found healing if it were not for his persistence. The second lesson that we learn from this is that maybe you have tried asking for help or you have tried it your way, but it doesn't work. You see, the man at the pool said, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is turned up. And maybe that's the case with you. Maybe you don't have anyone to help you whenever opportunities come your way. Maybe you're trying to quit smoking, drinking, pornography. Maybe you're trying to quit whatever it is that is holding you back, that sin that friendship, that relationship, whatever thing you feel that is debilitating to you, you're trying to break yourself away from that thing. You've asked for help. It doesn't come. Or if it comes, it doesn't help. You've tried it your way. You're not finding any success. Jesus comes to you and he says, Do you want to be well? Do you want to? In other words, you have struggled with this for years and years and years, on and on and on. Maybe less than 38 years, but it still does feel like it has been more than 38 years. It feels like it has been your whole life. Maybe it is literally more than 38 years. Jesus comes to you and he says, Do you want to become well? The answer we have to give is a simple answer and it's yes. No matter how long you have struggled, no matter how long you have suffered looking for peace, looking for satisfaction, 
Jesus says, do you want to be well? And when you say yes, genuinely, wholeheartedly, then Jesus will respond. And that's something unique because Jesus responds to those that need him, those that express a need for him. If you say that you don't need Christ, it doesn't mean that you don't need him. It means that you don't want him. And Jesus in classic fashion will not impose himself on you. He will not impose salvation. He will not impose healing. Jesus will ask if you want to be well and then offer his assistance. Third point, Jesus decides to help you. The question now is this, will you do what he asks you to do? Say you have been struggling with alcohol. You get on your knees, you pray, and Jesus says, you know the expensive bottles you have? I want you to throw them out. Whatever kind of remedial action that God calls you to do, no matter how painful or virtually impossible it may appear to you or be, the question is, will you do it? Notice the man was told a virtually impossible thing for a paralytic. He was told to stand up, pick up his mat and walk. Now, if he had not tried to stand up, it would have shown that he did not have faith in the word of God and the promises of God in his ability and capacity to save, to heal, had he not taken his leap of faith. And so for you, for us, Jesus will tell us to do some impossible things, but unless we take that leap of faith, we might not find healing. Fourth point, when the man runs into the Jewish leaders, and they tell him you are not permitted to be carrying your mat, we learn a, an important lesson here, and it's this, no one is supposed to add rules or take away from what God says. No addition, no subtraction, really not just rules, but anything. We can't add and we can't take away from what God has commanded. This command that you are not permitted to carry anything on the Sabbath day had not been set out by God. This was a Pharisaic law, a Jewish law made by the leaders, it was not instituted by God. And I want you to notice this. The baggage that the Jewish leaders had added onto the laws of God were much more burdensome than the mat that this man was carrying. Much more burdensome. This mat was lighter than all the ceremonies, rules, regulations 
that the Jewish leaders had added onto the religion of God. And so we should be aware of this as Christians, as people who might become Christians, that that says the Lord, that's it, that's what matters. If God says something, then that is all there is. That is your duty. That is your responsibility. Anything else might be a good suggestion, but if it is not in Scripture, then it is not necessary. Point number five, which ties in closely to point number four, is that when we find ourselves in such conflicts, you have been required by a religious leader to do something that is not in the Bible. It's an addition. Or to do something that negates what God has said. Our response should be, God told me to do this. And God has not told me to do that. Because look, when a man is reprimanded for having his mat, he said, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. That's the same thing for us. The man who made us well, he said to us, do this and do that as clearly stipulated in the Bible. So that's all we are bound by. That's all we have to live by. Nothing more nothing less. Point number six, we would do well to thank Christ and seek to commune with him. That way he can tell us more. And if you look at this man, he received his healing, went to the temple to thank God, to seek to commune with him, his healer, the one who had restored him, the one who had made him whole. And he sought this. He wanted to be in the presence of God at the temple. And because of this, he is able to have an interaction with Jesus, his healer. And Jesus reveals to him, and this is our last point, that you have become well. Don't sin anymore. Don't sin anymore, lest anything was happened to you. We should seek to commune with God after we have found salvation. We should seek to thank Him and seek to know more about Him. And the most pivotal point in knowing Christ, it's embracing the salvation that he has given us, the gift of life that he has promised us, and to not sin anymore. Because if we do, if we turn back, no matter how tempted we may be, if we turn back, then we are walking on dangerous ground, and something worse may happen to us. But, Praise God that we have found healing 
in him. <laughs>